Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Today we'll start playing Quest. Quest is a delightful fantasy adventure RPG that's quick, easy, and super fun. It's often hailed as one of the best RPGs for people who are new to tabletop role-playing games, although, as you'll soon see, just because it's easy to learn for new players does not in any way mean that seasoned RPG players cannot have a lot of fun with it. Quest is a wildly fun RPG whose theme, art, writing, and vibe all come together to communicate a welcoming, relaxed, and flexible system that's actually quite very robust as well. They've also, and this was, I, I really only found this out just a few days ago, they've also got a new edition coming out in 2022 named the Cosmic Fantasy Edition for any and all of you who want the goodness of Quest, but in a sci-fi setting. Don't worry, all quest-related links will be in our show notes below. Before we jump right into it, a couple of housekeeping things. Firstly, we actually recorded this episode quite a while ago, near Christmas, so there may be some moments where we reference things in the past, for our past, as if they were in the future. We've updated the intros, but nothing else, so yeah. And secondly, as the Russia-Ukraine war trudges on, we urge you all to go check out the links in the description for ways that you can help, both monetary and non-monetary. So, listeners, kick back, relax, and let us dive into the wild and colourful world of Quest. Be it our strength, our wit, our craft, from Faerun to Arkham to Mars, we'll take the quest. Hello listeners and welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Today we are joined by three wonderful human beings, or so we assume. It's, it's an assumption game at this point. Our <laughs> guests are assumed to be human beings, but the, the determination of that humanness will be up to them. <laughs> Anyways, we're joined by three wonderful quote-unquote human beings and we will be playing Quest, an RPG that is considered to be the best RPG for beginners or beginner role players and, you know, beginners to TTRPGs, which mm. is quite suited to our crowd, at least some of our crowd this this session, I, I would say, I would say. So going around the figurative table, hello, Carolyn. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you? I am doing well, as I say, I'm surviving. <laughs> that's, that's the important thing. <laughs> Could you tell our listeners a bit about you? Sure. Who are you? Who is Carolyn? Hello, everybody. My name is Caroline Orwella, and I am a voice actor and podcaster. I'm a host on Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast, where we take the Danganronpa games chapter by chapter and analyze them. And we also have interviewed a lot of anime voice actors that appeared in the games. I'm also a co-host on It's Locked podcast, which is about the Nancy Drew computer games, if you're into that. And yeah, I'm, anything else that I'm up to, you can find out on my website, carolineorwella.com, or you can check out my Instagram at carolineorgels, or gels is O-R-J-E-L-L-S. But yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next, we go to David. Hello, David. How's it going? Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Hi, thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm looking up Caroline right now on, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Just like casually look up Caroline, add Caroline. This is what I did as well. But no, thank you for, for having me here. It's already been very, very fun. And I think this is going to be setting the stage for the rest of the night. I think it's going to be very fun. So, um, Glad to hear that. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. I, my friend Patch played with you guys. Yeah, he played in the Locust game. And yeah, Patch and I are good friends and uh, ah. I'm very excited to, to follow in his footsteps. But my name is David Tilstra. I am the Dungeon Master for the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast from Afar Podcast, which we actually just recorded our finale episode for this year wow. about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be pretty fun. I do some voice acting here and there, uh, aspiring, trying to trying to get that to happen a little more mm. regularly. You can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at David Tilstra, and you can find the, the, the you can find from afar at from afar podcast on Twitter and come hang out. We get we're on Twitter a bunch. We're on Discord. We like to just hang out with awesome nerdy folks in the in the TTRPG space, and we're always down to to make new friends. So come come hang with us and. We'll do our best to try to make you laugh. That's about it. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, David. Yeah, of course. And last but definitely not least, hello, Shane. How's it going? Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Thank you. And ironically, I should go get a towel. Always good to have a towel. Yep. Yeah, we're good. So tell our listeners a bit about you. Who is Shane? What is Shane? Well, that's just a therapy session that we don't have time for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am, my name is Shane Salk. I am an actor, a voice actor as well. I, I live in Los Angeles. I am the creator and producer of audio drama series. The first one I did was called We're Alive, which launched back in 2000. Nine, mm-hmm. and our current show is called Carcerum. You can find it at Carcerum the Series or on Instagram, Facebook, any of your podcasting platforms. That's C A R C E R E M. It's a full cast, full sound effect, cinematic sound effects, original score. We got about 120 actors in the first season, wow. and many of which you've probably heard of. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of like a mix between Game of Thrones and Princess Bride. Ooh. So, oh, wow. Ooh. And, a very good selling, like, pitch. Thank you. <laughs> I, it took me hours to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an award-winning show. I can say that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Uh, but, yeah, we have we have some... Um, if, you're, if you're into voice actors and stuff and anime, we have Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson are both in it, who are Pinky in the Brain... Jane Lynch makes an appearance. Neil Flynn, who is the janitor on Scrubs, the father in the middle. Wow. Uh, if you're into the anime, we have a whole bunch of anime people or video games. I'm I'm in some major video games, too. And we have Laura Post. Ooh. You know, Laura Post, Erica Harlicker. Wow. Uh, just if you go to CarcerumTheSeries.com, you can see the whole cast. But I've been doing this kind of thing for a while. And all these people just dedicated, like donated their time to, to putting this together because they like what we do, and I'm tired. I'm constantly <laughs> tired, but I'm super excited for this because I, I got into, you know, role playing games at the beginning of the pandemic, and I have minimal experience with minimal stuff. I have friends that like make RPG games, and I have, you know, so I'm I'm stoked to to do more of this stuff, and I'm gonna win. If, <laughs> if I know anything, I'm I right. I have to win. Yes, I'm gonna win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we can get RPGs into casinos in Vegas, I think we'll have made it. Oh, yeah. That, should be, that, that should would be make thing. me want to go to casinos. I mean, right. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. Oh, I'm just imagining that now. The bar would have the best drinks. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. The like dealers are like, "What's your best voice?" Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh damn. It would be called the dungeon. Or the basement. It might be called the yes. basement. Oh. Well, the dungeon basement. Ooh, the dungeon basement. basement. <laughs> that um. is a club in Vegas, but it's a very different kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Not sure that's that. the vibe you want to give off. <laughs> don't forget your towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget your towel when you go there. <laughs> that's brilliant. So, we're also joined by Erin, as you must have heard. Hi, Erin. Yeah. Kia ora, everyone. It's me. Um, nothing particularly new to report at the moment because we're in lockdown. <laughs> but if you want to follow me on the socials so you can keep up with what I'm up to and see uh, when I am doing some cool stuff, you can follow me at Erin O'Flaherty Actor. Awesome. I'm pretty sure listeners have already memorized your socials by this point. <laughs> <laughs> they better have. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to follow these wonderful people, please check in the description. We'll have all of their links and you can go follow them and do follow them because they're awesome people. Because, I mean, honestly, did you hear them? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we should go around introducing our characters as well. Quest actually provides us with wonderfully narrative character sheets that you can literally read out for your intros. Or you can just introduce your characters anywhere else that you would like, to be honest. Go wild. We can start with Carolyn. Well, around these parts, I'm known as Stone Cold Betty. And I, I'm, I, she, her pronouns are no pronouns because gender is a construct. And <laughs> I've been around this earth 294 years and I've learned a lot on the way. And that's one of those things. Um, I'm six feet tall because I'm five feet tall and I wanted to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ranger, which makes a lot of sense because I'm from 60 acres of homestead land. My great-great-grandfather pioneered across the United States, if that's a place in most universe, <laughs> to go. <get. laughs> well, 
a little fun thing about me that I you can see just by looking at me is that I got a lizard tail. Everything else is normal, but someone along the line, there's a lizard in there. <laughs> Slipped in. <laughs> I got sil- wispy silver locks and a long shadow. I wear a cowboy hat, gun holster with my two guns, and I move with swagger. Don't you forget about it, honey. Mm-hmm. I believe in freedom for rootin', shootin', and tootin', but my blue steely side, not Zoolander stole my flaw, but it can get in my way. And I dream of just being alone on the plains with only my harmonica and my vibes to keep me going, and also my horse, Friday. Nice, nice, Anything? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, she says. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done. Uh, we can roll the end credits now because uh, that was... <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's oh. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, time left to David. All right. I, w- I was going to try and do like a Southern accent, but that uh, that was that was a delightful, and I don't want to step on that IP. So let's see oh, what, what else we, what else do we have here. Uh, normally, I'm David Telstra, but tonight I'll be playing... I'll be playing Walnut, a 33-year-old, three-foot-tall naturalist of the party. When people see me, they notice my worn scars, sharp teeth, and graceful posture. I have a worn cloak and a humble tunic and an uneven gait. Uh, also, I'm a fox. I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but I'm just a, not like a, not like a, oh, dang, look, he's such a fox. It's like, wow, that is an a actual literal, literal fox. fox. <laughs> literal actual fox. I mean, you could be a foxy fox if you wanted to. We, we yeah. could be. I, I feel like the uneven gate might come into some sharp contrast with that, but we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's what the power of improv and TTRPGs is all about. So I'm from a hidden warren known where we are known for being foxes who guide people through the woods. I believe in compassion. I help others, but my naive side often gets in the way, and I dream of traveling to the stars. I own several things that I will not list off now. But just imagine standard adventuring things. The most important being, I have a little tin, little tin cup or canister that holds a tent in it. So that's pretty much it. I'm just, I, I'm sort of a, a, a druidic, a shape-shifting naturalist, wo- foxy woods person. He, him pronouns. And once again, the name, and uh, y'all best not forget it, is Walnut. <laughs> I love how the the contrast between the voice and the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just this. Oh, so good. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm just imagining because, like, because you're a literal fox, that all your gear is on this like tiny little backpack that you like <laughs> wobble around with. So there's a I, I play a lot of, of video games, and there's a character in one of my favorite games, uh, the game Dota, called uh, Hoodwink, and she's just a little squirrel that like runs around, and she's just like a like a just a little bit larger than a life squirrel who has like a little Robin Hood hood mm. and a backpack. Mm. That's pretty much exactly how Walnut looks. But, uh, <laughs> Great. But a fox, not a squirrel. <laughs> of course. Mm. Moving to Shane. I didn't know that's what I sounded like until I started talking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we love. I, I'm, I'm Bronin. The uh, Bronin the Bronin. <laughs> Uh, there's no anything after Bronin. I just am a man of few names. Uh, I am I'm 68 years young, and I am only a, a mere f- four foot five inches tall. And it is it's 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 taller than I need to be, really. If I'm honest, it's just I, I have a couple of inches to spare. But yeah, I'm, I'm a humble man. I am an invoker, which means I invoke um things. I. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a meek man. I, I wear my, my weathered rags that some consider to be, oh, why don't you buy a new shirt? And I said, this one works. Why would I do that? <laughs> but I do have a fancy hat with a feather because sometimes you just want to feel gallant. I come from a small mountain town where we are known for the warmth and, and hospitality of newcomers but i will say when we're not at home the hospitality may not come with us we'll find out if you're a jerk or not (laughs) i believe everyone should just live and let live and if you're living you should stay that way for as long as possible i i've always wanted to travel around and, and be in adventures but inside i really 
I want the day to come where I feel like I'm ready to go home. But it hasn't happened yet, so here I am, off to have another day, and then another night, and then I'm guessing one more day. <laughs> 115%. Did I miss anything? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention when I was talking. <laughs> I do that so much. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Erin, like, good luck to follow this up. I know. <laughs> this is a very talented cast here. All right. <clears throat> good day to you. You may call me Apollo Arcanum the Great. They, them pronouns. Thank you. I am a grand total of 60 years old, and I stand 5 foot 11 tall. I am the party's magician, of course. When people see me, they notice my willowy frame, devastating smile, and bursting energy. I wear a fluttering cape and ornamental belt and move with histrionic flair, as is befitting of a top-notch performer such as myself. I'm from a traveling caravan where my people are known for a culture of secrecy. I believe in knowledge, curiosity, but my hedonist side can get in my way. My dream is to meet the Grim Reaper, mm. the best illusionist of them all. What a meeting we would have, what things we would discuss. And now I also have some items upon my person, <laughs> a switch cane, which I will also use to walk fashionably. I have some sharpened throwing cards, which I also use in my magic tricks a small dagger, and a magic flask. Now this flask automatically replenishes itself with my favorite spirits, the purest of them all, gin. <laughs> and I'm afraid my friend Bronin is rather want to steal this magic flask from me. <laughs> as he drinks. <laughs> as he drinks, yeah, listen, as he just took like, kind of <laughs> But no matter, no matter. Gin for all. No whiskey in there? No. Colored alcohol is an inferior product. But it sure tastes good. I won't argue with you on that. Your story begins deep in the heart of the peninsula of Mishtarag, a colourful nation brimming with magic, secrecy and gold. Lots and lots of gold. In fact, Mishtarag is colloquially known by the surrounding nations as the Golden Finger, owing to the peninsula's digit-like appearance and the abundance of gold. Within this prosperous peninsula presides a particularly prominent place of peace and parlance, the bench. Apollo. Oh yes. As perhaps the party's most uh, knowledge-inclined member, why is this place called the bench? The bench, yes. W where, what did you say about the bench already? <laughs> <laughs> you lost me after golden finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking too much about all the gold within that finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very uh, not befitting of a knowledge-inclined individual. Oh, but what secrets might that gold hold within it? And besides, what delicious goods could we purchase with it? Well, all I said about the bench is that yes. it's a prominent place of peace and prosperity and talk, discussions, parlance, that sort of thing. But why is it called the bench, Apollo? Surely I in your see. many years of reading you would have found out. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, well, it's a rather fitting name for this place, which is rather like a large arena with lots and lots of benches all around <laughs> for everyone to sit <laughs> facing each other so that they might discourse in a lively manner, seated and comfortable. Of course. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, it's an amazingly large town with a huge arena full of benches. It's it's the grand arena of benches, as as they call it, into which a lot of people for discussion and for peace and for diplomatic talks all arrive here because the bench is in the middle of the peninsula of Mishtarag. Outside of the arena, which is actually made partially of gold and rock, because gold, is a relatively rough-around-the-edges town filled to the proverbial brim with all sorts hailing from as far north as the corrupted throne of Deltaris, home of the Fire Pixies, who have long since sold their souls to the malevolent Ifrits, and as far south as the floating catacombs of Keld, where the sleepless followers of the Great Lich lie in eternal wait. But what of the east and west, my players? Stone Cold Betty and Bronin, what occupies the far east and far west of this wonderful peninsula? Well, I only know about the west, um, <laughs> so uh, I know because I was rangering out there that there's a whole lot of groundhogs over there and they're possessed. And scary. Of course, of course. And what of the East, Bronin? (laughs) I know quite a bit about the East of the peninsula. If you go far enough East, it's water, which is why it's a peninsula. (laughs) Right before you hit that, that water, there's giant mountains as high as the tops of the mountains. Of course. And it's a lush green area. It smells of nature. And I have had some of my fondest childhood memories over there. You can climb trees, you can talk to the birds, and if you throw rocks just right, they'll sparkle in the sunlight. Ooh. I want to live in this place. I know. Sparkling rocks. It's, it's quite a vivid and varied peninsula, home to very many individuals, and quite a, owing to the gold, quite a <laughs> prosperous and peaceful place as well. So, panning into this town of the bench, we pan to a very, very unique uh, inn, because as we all know, all adventures start at inns. So you find yourselves in a particularly homely and perhaps the largest inn of the bench. It's a place that Walnut likes to call home, among other places. Walnut, what, what is this in called? What, what is it known for? Well, the, probably the reason he likes it the most is because it's called the Fleet Foxes. Ooh. And there's, a, there's always live music there by, by a band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not called the Fleet Foxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it. They're called the Rushing Reindeers. <laughs> But, but the, the thing that, 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 uh, that ma- walnut, I always want to say maple, that walnut <laughs> likes about the, the rushing reindeers and the fleet foxes is uh, their music is very folksy and reminds him of the woods and reminds him there's movements and stanzas to it. And it's just, it's just like very, he's like, this song right here, friends, this song was written over the course of four seasons. See, this part is, this part right here is summer. And you can tell because it's lively and fresh and new. And then this part here is winter because they just stop playing and they hibernate during this part of the song. It's it's, it's very, they, they take a lot Genius. of na- naturalistic approaches here. Yes, so now we have to be what quiet for the next- What a postmodern take on music. I know, it's delightful, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, it's called the Fleet Fox. And it's because there's a lot of really, really folksy live music that's played there. Of course. So we pan into this tavern, this inn, um, whilst the rushing reindeers are doing their thing, singing and instrumenting as they want to do every Saturday afternoon, <laughs> after evening. Um, Confidence. <laughs> you've all booked your regular table. This is the table that you always come to after a quest well done. And indeed, the last quest that you've had was well done. You've, you've, you came back, you bartered, you got a lot of gold and whatever other items that you wish. And you're surrounded by four large jugs of alcoholic beverage of various assortments. And you're trying to drown out Walnut's continuous description of the song. He's in midst of recalling the epic of Ishtag about a great king who took over the northern area of the peninsula while the song that is saying the very same thing is going on in the background. (laughs) What are you doing? What's going on in this uh, ragtag group of 
going on? Well, I'll tell you right now. I turned to the man behind me because he thought he could outshoot me in whiskey. And I got my pitcher full of Jameson on this counter here. <laughs> and I'm shooting whiskey with him like that gal in Indiana Jones in that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mar- Miriam? Mary, Mary. Mary. I think Mary. it's just Mary, actually. Maybe, yeah, I think so. It is in this world. Yeah, in, in this world, his his name is also Mary because you know names are uh, names aren't gender specific. You know, his name is Mary, and he's proud to be a Mary. He was very proud of his name and his tendency to uh, dare people to drink with him until he realized when he dared our uh, dearest Stone Cold Betty that Betty didn't have a glass of whiskey. No, no. In fact, she had a jug, <laughs> and from that moment, his eyes had already lost. Um, even though he is attempting his best to keep drinking with our dearest Betty. What about our magician and invoker? Well, I am most certainly not trying to drown out the fascinating information being passed on to me by my good friend Walnut. Indeed, uh, to receive information twice from two sources at once. <laughs> I cannot imagine a better evening. That's what I thought as well. And I feel like as soon as he, he like finishes a, a section and then you're like, okay, thank God. And then he like flips a page. <laughs> and just like, this song's up next. So just get ready for that. Oh, here, here, we, here we come. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, at the same time, however, mm. I will be shuffling my cards and every now and again, I'll turn to Bronin and say, Pick a card. Seven. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. No, Bronin. No, no, you pick it and don't tell me, remember? Ah, right. Okay. Right. All right. Yes, uh, so pick another card. This one. I got this one. Okay, good. Now put it back in. <laughs> no, give it to me. I just took it out. <laughs> All right, here. This... Don't know why I took it in the first no, place. I, I know. It's part of the. Oh, dear. Okay. Shuffle. Now, are you ready? Do I have to roll something to pull out his card? Or can I just do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that usually you would, but I, I feel like this is a trick that you've tried and practiced. You've perfected it. If yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, else. yeah. Like it, it's absolutely. not even a trick at this point. It's just it's second nature to you. So you don't have to Yeah, roll. absolutely. Excellent. Shuffle, shuffle. Ha ha. Was this your card? It was my card. How did I, you and your trickery? Ah. <laughs> That's right. Every ah, time. We used to tell stories when I was a child of people like you. We called them amazing people. It was, that was incredible. Yes. Can I see your flask? <laughs> now, Bronin, you know you are welcome to my flask whenever you like, but you must replace it when you are done. Yes? Right. I'm sorry. Here's your flask back. Okay. Can I borrow your flask? <laughs> you just... Yes. I just, like, push it back over to him. Oh, thank you. You're such a magician. <laughs> well, well. Well, thank you. All of your activities are briefly distracted by Mary collapsing to the ground with a thud and <laughs> having out drunk himself. He's, he's alive, he's well. Some of the bartenders come up and pull him away to the back door to sober him up. At, at which point you notice that amongst the riffraff, the rabble of the tavern, there has been one particular individual who caught your eye as you entered, and this individual has been visiting all of the tables. He kind of walks to one, seems to engage in some sort of conversation, maybe a barter, maybe something else, and then walks to the next table and does the same. And he's been going from table to table, and he approaches your table, takes a seat, well, takes a chair from one of the other empty tables and just kind of, kind of joins your group without any warning. Ah, sir, pick a card. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. She's really good at this. Are they okay? Uh, uh, I'll pick this card. And he takes a card from your deck of cards. Very good. Now remember the number and the suit. I can't read. <laughs> That's a problem. Yes. But this is the card, and he shows it to you. Uh, no, no. <laughs> See, it's not That's just um, me. <laughs> no, very, very good, Ronan. You are right. Uh, just, never mind. Give that back, please. Thank you. Uh, okay. okay. Well, um, it. I, I imagine you must be powerful people if you're here and engage in such trickery. Oh, well, thank you. 
Was it, was, it a, was it a yes? You are powerful people? I'm looking for powerful people, you see. Are we powerful? We're pretty powerful. Oh, yeah. I just outdrank that little baby over there, so I'd say. <laughs> and everyone else here I can speak on behalf of. They're, they can handle themselves. I have a powerful knowledge of this song that they're playing. Does that count? <laughs> Would you be willing to... To trade knowledge for whatever about you're about to say, we could we could do this thing. Yes, no, no, no. Okay. Well, Mother Freda says that knowledge is power, so perhaps you are more powerful than knowledge. Then you're powerful. That's that's all. That's all that matters to me at the moment. And it seems like this is the case. Please help me. But of, of course, this what, Mother what? Freda sounds wise. Well, she is wise. She's the one who sent me. We need some help from um, external powerful allies or adventurers, or naturalists, or really anyone, or astronomers, or, 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 um, people who can read. What can we do for you? What help do you need? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, see, our our, our town um, is, is currently divided. It's, it's on the verge of war, and... We need help to 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 kind of you know like a third party. She said something about like an external group can mediate between two internal groups. I don't know what that means, but like it sounds, it's it, she is wise, and so I came here looking for a group of um, heroes, of of adventurers, of of people who can help me. Um, we'll reward you, of course. Um, uh, really, you can have anything in the town at this point. It's it's it, you might as well. It sounds like there's a group of people not letting other people live while they let themselves live, and that's that's not ideal for me. So, uh, I'm down. I mean, people should be able to have the freedom to do whatever they want, so... Absolutely. I think we should help these people out. War is not the answer. No, no. I mean, it kind of depends on what the question is, but I, I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> Make love, not war. That's what I've always said. <laughs> yeah. The question is, what does W-A-R spell? The answer would be war. But he wouldn't even but, know uh, that, so that's a good thing, because he can't read. Yeah, sorry, can't what is W-A-R? These are these are words I've heard. But it's a song, knew. don't worry about it. Oh, okay, I see. Flips through pages in his journal. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> he, his eyes, like, light up and it's like, you are so wise to have a book. Oh, dear. We must help these people out. They are lacking in literature. Yes, I, th- I think we must. Yes, I think we must. <laughs> I think this might be an easy one, too. Let's go for it. They did say we could have whatever we want from the town. What do you have in your town? Well, we have wheat and wheat. Okay. And... Is any of that wheat fermented? Wheat? <laughs> that, that's the man answer. Oh. There was a pause. I assume that was the natural flow of the conversation. <laughs> I, I mean, I would like to know the answer to that one as well. It can be, although I don't know how. Hmm. We can ferment the wheat ourselves. Well, maybe we'll get you a book on it. Oh, and I'll read it to you. Yes. Yes. Share with me the wisdom from your book. Excellent! There's a lot of wisdom in books. Can I ask you one question? Also, apologize. I've been drinking quite a bit. My voice is changing rather drastically. The more, I speak. <laughs> um, but if uh, if you could be so kind as to, what my, my my name is Walnut. What is your name? My name is. And, and I and I can sense it's going to be a good name. Oh boy, I am ready for this name. <laughs> Yes, Mm -hmm. it was a very good name, (laughs) or so my mother and mother told me. Um, They named me Brian. (laughs) I told you it was going to be a good one. Excellent name. (laughs) Perfect. What What is the name? Yeah, could you spell it for? I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. Brian. Pian. Brian. 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 Thank you. That's Thank a perfectly you, uh, sensible name, I'd say. It's a fan. fan your, your mother and mother were were very good at naming. This is thank you. Thank you for. Oh, for yes, sharing. they they named me. They named me after themselves, Brianita and Brianette. <laughs> Naturally. Oh, a family name. A family yes. name. Lovely. Uh, y- you can say that. Excellent. Well, Brian, my name is Apollo Arcanum. You may call me Apollo Arcanum the Great. Uh, Okay, I will call you Apollo the Great Arcanum. Good enough. (laughs) Of course. 
I am good enough. I have been told that a lot of times. Of course you are. Sounds like you had a healthy upbringing. <laughs> so how far is this war village? Oh, great question, bro. Excellent question. How, how far, how travelly do we have to be to help you and your folk out? Oh, it's not very travelly. It's only just more travelly than not travelly. Right, so, uh... Honey, I just need a sunset sundown <laughs> schedule here. Oh, okay. Um, five sunsets. All right, is that... I think. He starts counting with his fingers. Is that on foot or on on horses? On horses. And he's showing you, like, nine, the number nine with his fingers. But he says, five sunsets on horses. Uh, Brian, can I ask you a quick question? Uh, did they send you to find these warriors um, because you were the best and the brightest that your town had to offer? Uh, <laughs> oh, I only wish that were the case. No, I sent myself because I couldn't stand by and watch the horrors that were happening to my family in my town. I couldn't just stand by. I had to do something. Wonderful. It's really admirable. You know, Brian, this might sound weird, but that's a lot better answer <laughs> than yes. <laughs> so I say we help him. I want to help him. Absolutely. I agree. And and Brian here and and a very small walnut like stands up on the table, puts his, his, uh, his just a CD booklet of, of facts away into his into his pouch and walks over to Brian, who I imagine is probably taller, larger than uh, than Walnut. Yeah, sorry, I didn't describe Brian for you. So just he's he's quite a um like ginger kid. Like he's, he's got like very red hair. He has red hair. He has very red hair. Yes, he's around five foot two ish tall, and he's thin, lanky, and definitely not human. Uh, he's got like horns coming out of his head. And he's got a small bushy tail coming out as well. But otherwise, he seems humanoid. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like looking in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walnut would, uh, would walk over and um, do his best to, to like reach out, take Brian's hand and like kind of raise it up as high as his three foot little hand, little frame would take him and say, as, uh, as the most compassionate one here, I would say, I think we are very down as the kids say nowadays, we're down to clown, as it were, down to help you out here, friend. It, it, I apologize if I've spoken for the rest of the party here, but I've just, I've come to enjoy working with, with all of you so much, and I think this is a very good uh, adventure for us to take. Honey, I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely will not. Ha, ha, high five? Uh, anyone? Uh, no? Are we, have we figured that out yet? No? Can Isn't you reach it? all the way up here? Ah. And he, like, <laughs> climb, he, like, scampers up on top of Brian. <laughs> Yes, I can. Brian squeals as like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. A anything for my heroes. Soon to be. Uh, a walnut is a fantastic forest guide. I'm sure he could uh, get us to your town in the quickest route possible. Uh, but uh, perhaps do you have a map or a sense of the general direction we should go in? Uh, it, it is it is straight north. Um, I, I just went south in a straight line. So I'm sure it's just northward. Okay. Unfortunately, I lost my map and my horse and my rations oh. and my cap. And shoes. He looks down at his feet, which are shoeless. And and your mind. It's my <laughs> and your mind. <laughs> oh, Brian, darling. Darling, I got my horse Friday tied up out back. We can get you hitched up onto him so you can rest those tired little feet of yours. His eyes, like, just widen in, like, such sincerity. He's like, thank you. That No one has done something so nice since my parents. Did somebody take your shoes and, and your clothing? And did, Is it one of these people? Because I will not stand for such a thing. I agree. Well, y yes and no. I, I lost my horse and my map because I thought that I could leave them in the arena and then um, go searching for heroes. But it turns out that that is not the case. And no. That, that is not okay. Hmm. As as for my hat and my shoes, I, I had to bet them to get some, to barter some food for the day. Oh, Where? dear. Did we, you said we got gold from our last mission or, or some sort of currency or something? You did, yes. Oh, yeah. I think Walnut would be like, oh, I'll be right back. And uh, he just dashes away, like very much like a fox, just 
out the door. <laughs> so I should mention that you only take as much gold as you want because gold in this country is purely aesthetic. Oh. There is there is no system of um, cash. Oh, yeah. it's, it's mainly done it's by bartering. It's all trading and things. stuff, right? And of yeah. course, you can barter gold as well. You can say, look at this shiny big clump of gold rock and that that that's useful you know like but it's not like it's not a currency then i guess i should before i scamper away i want to buy him some some clothes some shoes <laughs> something <laughs> so whatever i need to do to protect those little those little toes of his or theirs i guess we haven't asked yet but <laughs> that's that's gonna happen yeah you you are aware of the stores in this vicinity mm. and in fact being one of the merchant capitals uh, even though it's like a more explorer centric town because there are mostly explorers and adventurers visiting this town there are heaps of pretty much any store you want this town has got them with the most competitive prices slash bartering haggling tendencies as well so um what kind of store would you like to enter Payless shoe stores. That's what I know. <laughs> just, just whatever, whatever cobbler shop there is close by. Yeah, the closest store for shoes is called the Hat Store. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, yes, it is. Do they, and they sell shoes. Do they sell hats too? No, that's the shoe store next door. Mm. Common mistake. Common mistake. Got it. Yes. Got it. I might be making a stop by there because that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Walnut, I would not send him to go find a cobbler because if you did, he'd probably come back with cakes on his feet. <laughs> he doesn't seem the smartest. I'm just, I'm a little concerned about his brain. Pie shoes. <laughs> wow. But he's got a good heart on him. Well, yes, of course. True that. Agreed. Besides, we must not blame dear Brian for his lack of wits, for he has been deprived of books to read. No, that's okay. Everybody else blames me for my lack of um, <laughs> wits. Oh. No judgments. No judgments. I just don't want you to put cake on your feet. <laughs> it's a waste of good cake. Very wise. I, I didn't know you could put cake on your feet. This opens uh, no, no, up a whole can't. new realm of no, possibility. No, 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 no. Don't put cake on your feet unless absolutely necessary. He kind of looks at you quizzically and he says, in your feet? Is it in? Uh, no. Above? No. Brian, why don't you come over sit down with here? I'm yeah. going to tell you about the world a little <laughs> tiny bit while we get you all set up <laughs> with idea. your shoes and your hat. <laughs> and you just stay right here. So he, he stays in a seat and, and just looks towards Bronin, like eager-eyed, wishing to learn of the world. And I believe uh, were a few of you going to go shopping. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Walnut here. Um, Lil' Brian, before we head, though, I'll give you this cowboy hat I got on my head so you can, Aww. you have one less thing to worry about while we're gone. Thank you. This means so much. That he wanted across the best possible outcome for himself. <laughs> I love him. Love him dearly. So... Let's focus in on Walnut and Betty. Do you want me to call you Stone Cold or Betty or Stone Cold Betty or Betty Stone Cold? First name Stone Cold, last name Betty. Stone Cold it is. So Stone Cold and Walnut. Mm -hmm. You exit the tavern onto the bustling, busy streets. And honestly, mm -hmm. it, because it's late in the day, it isn't as bustling and busy as it used to be in the daytime when you could barely get through things uh, like the streets. Mm -hmm. But this time it's much easier to get through but you do see close by the two stores the shoe store and the hat store names as 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 you would um just on the opposite side of the street just a few like 30 feet away i think that's that's accurate Sounds yep. about right. yeah. <laughs> uh, well uh, uh stone cold miss betty um would you want to go to the hat store or the shoe store? This seems, I, I think both have things we're looking for. Well, perhaps we should prioritize the hat store because it's really hard to wander these woods and wilderness without a pair of kickers on your feet. I would agree. My cousin, uh, Cedar, uh, went walking once through the, the woods without any, any shoes on. And it, it uh, well, we don't know where they went. So <laughs> I think we need to get some zapatos for our friend. <laughs> We kind of cut away to like missing posters. <laughs> <laughs> where, guys, where am I? <laughs> Instead of like dead or alive, it says with or without shoes. With or without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Description: Very dirty feet. To the well, then. Uh, to the hat store. 
to the hat store. Yeah, you enter the hat store and this cold air um, opens up to you as you enter in. It's clearly conditioned by some sort of new sort of air that is not as warm as the outside air. And it's cool, it's nice, it's welcoming. And all around you, you see different sorts of shoes. Shoes for humans, shoes for elves, shoes for dragons, single shoes, triple shoes, quadruple shoes, and shoeless shoes as well. (laughs) Also soulless shoes. It goes without saying there are many soulless shoes. Regardless, so shoes of all sorts here in the hat store. Those are the hell shoes. There in the opposite corner of the entrance, you see a counter, and upon the counter is a individual. An individual for good reason, because instead of a head, it has a shoe on it. Imagine like a normal humanoid figure, but instead of a head, there's a big boot, and the boot's kind of opens up at the end uh, like a mouth and there's two googly eyes kind of almost like it's kind of latched onto it stitched onto it and that is the individual who stares at you as you enter all right i'm gonna go up and talk to this boot person uh hello boot person we would like to get some boots for our friend brian uh, forgive me, I am known as Bootman the Second. Bootman. And you may call me the Second or Bootman, but not Boot Person. Who do you think I am? Some hat store clientele? I was trying to be gender neutral because I didn't know who you were. So forgive me, Bootman. It is fine. We, we are all Bootmen in my culture. There are no boot women since the great mistake. I have some questions about that, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> Uh, what happened? <laughs> how are there more bootmen? <laughs> the boot women decided that the bootman king was not a king worthwhile their time, and so they migrated with many bootmen as well, leaving no boot women. And so we are the last bootmen of the peninsula. Wow, that's a tragic story. Very sad. Ten out of ten. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we would just like to get some shoes, uh, if you don't mind, Bootman. Certainly. Bootman here, that is me, me, Bootman. I can provide you with any shoe, all shoes, every shoe that you would like and would be delighted to see. Would you like shoes for yourself or for your compatriot or for both of you or for neither? I have shoes for neither of you as well. <laughs> it's actually neither of us. It's our friend Brian. Mm-hmm. See, I know these things. Wow, you're a wise bootman. Thank you. I get that a lot. <laughs> this is fantastic. Sorry. I'm so just, uh, I'm... how do we proceed here? <laughs> I'm just loving this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe, uh, Walnut is literally just like, just very into this whole exchange. Like learning history of the bootman and the great mistake. The great mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, love it. Oh, I was, I would, uh, Walnut is all like, he would do his best to to describe Brian and the feet that Brian possesses in hopes that Bootman the second would know the best boot to get Brian. <laughs> Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Being a naturalist as yourself, how how um mm. well do you know feet in general? I think Walnut would like he would open his mouth and start talking about the feet that Brian possesses and then like flashback. Whew, like he's like out in the woods, just tracking, following footprints, following tracks in the woods. And then he just thinks, hmm, well, it seems like our friend Brian has a, a U.S. standard size seven for <laughs> men and three for, for females. So something right around in that uh, range, if, if you could. And probably something a little sturdier. Stone cold, do you think? Because more walking or more for riding. You you are a, yeah. a riding. I think something that can is very versatile. And I... I there's a brand back out where I'm from. If you carry it, it's called Doc Martens. <laughs> you got any of those? Was, I, I remember he's Dr. Martin switched from uh, being a medical professional to being a, a cobbler, and the shoes are scientifically engineered to perfectly, perfectly match your feet. Bootman says, well, of course we have Dr. Martin's footwear. <laughs> Who would we be if we did not have Dr. Martin's footwear? Without a doubt, bear with me. And he heads out. Let's let's see how you do in your description. So I'm going to get you to roll the first roll of the session, because as even as a naturalist, I don't think you know. I do not feet as well as (laughs) just at a glance, at least. 
yeah, so quest rolling is very simple. It's just a d20 and it's based on tiers. Success is 11 to 19, a critical success or a triumph is 20. 6 to 10 is a tough choice, which I'm hoping for in all cases. <laughs> and you've got the failure, which is lower than that. Well, <laughs> it's mer- Merry Christmas because uh, that's a 6. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> How delightful. Mm. <laughs> Rolls of 6 to 10 are called a tough choice tier, and so what essentially happens is that you do succeed in your description of the shoe, but you're provided with a tough choice. So, Bootman the second comes out holding two large boot boxes, Mm -hmm. and he places it on the counter before you, and he says, well, these are both Doc Martens, and these should fit your friend's size. However, once you look at them, you notice that one of them is clearly way too large for anyone you've known to actually wear. And the other one is relatively sizable, but looking at the materials used to make it, it seems way more expensive. Mm -hmm. The larger one seems cheaper, just so you know. Got it. I think Walnut would scamper up on top of the counter. Uh, examine the, the Doc Martens and, and with a with a buyer's eye. And I think he would not know anything about these shoes. So he would just <laughs> take the, the ones that are not comically large. And I think he would, however much more it would be, I think he would be willing to pay that. Or however much bartering it would be, I think he'd be willing to do that. What would you wish to barter for this pair of shoes? Oh, man. So aside from the money, I don't have anything of extreme note. So I think this is what Walnut would say. He would say, well, uh, Mr. Bootman II. Yes. It seems to me. He'd like be looking at his like his little satchel, coin purse, whatever, and realizing, oh, this is not going to work. He would be like, it seems to me like you're uh, potentially in need of, of finding someone, of maybe finding the, the boot women. <laughs> I happen to be quite adept at guiding people through the woods and if you if you'd be willing to enter in some sort of contract or deal with me i'd be more than happy to guide you and whoever else at our earliest convenience guide you and whoever else through the woods through the wilderness to hopefully find the women and 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 fix the great mistake and make it the great reun re not reignition that's a song from a different a different thing i was <laughs> talking the great reunion is is as it were that is a brilliant suggestion interesting okay so mm. bootman looks at the two of you for a moment kind of eyeing you up and down mm. he, he 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 scratches his boot chin a few times <laughs> the soul um, yeah just scratches it beneath the soul yes mm. and says Well, I have to admit, this definitely sounds like a good, amazing opportunity for Bootman the second and all of my Bootman friends and family and extended relatives of all sorts and all forms and all boots. (laughs) However, how can I trust you? Oh, uh, and then I think uh, Walnut would would do something here. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of lore or culture building. (laughs) I feel like in in the hidden warren where the foxes come from, their tails are very uh, integral. To their society like if you have like a nice big bushy tail the, the mark of status whatever i feel like he would like reach back and and pull out a couple hairs from his tail and quickly like braid them together and like wrap them around the bootman wrist <laughs> i don't know if they have wrists and be like this if, if, if that that's where i would start if you need me to roll for that i absolutely will why don't you tell me what you would say and then you can roll for it regardless he would say in in in, a, in the culture i come from and from the woods, from the, the fox warrens where I seem to be from, this is an, an, one of the unbreakable promises. When you take a, a fur or hair from your tail and give it to someone you've entered into a deal with, you have it upon my, upon my word and upon my tail that I will return and guide you to find the boot women. Yeah. So wh- what did you roll for me? So you're essentially trying to persuade this person. Ooh, all right, that's a little better than the six. That's a nine. But I think that's still a tough choice, right? Still a tough choice. He Mm. nods for a moment and says, Certainly your words sound resonant with my soul. And in fact, your compatriot looks like she could take down a dragon with her steely gaze. (laughs) However, us Bootman, especially I, Bootman II, we tend to be an untrustworthy kind. This is why the great mistake happened as well, you see. It was actually due to the great mistrust between our men and women. Very sad. Very sad. 
Regardless, I will agree to your terms. However, you must give me something dear to you, something that I can hold on to, to vouch for your promise. Then I think uh, Walnut would reach into his into his bag and pull out. It looks like a pretty not that fancy, not that intricately made little knife made of stone. Mm-hmm. And be like, this uh, this was from the one who taught me the ways of the woods. It would be, it would, it would pain me greatly to, to to give this to you. And in fact, this is pretty much my only weapon. <laughs> so I'll be making myself very vulnerable. But he like looks over to Stone Cold Betty and is like, I think, I think I'm in okay hands. And uh, and be like, he would like leave that on the table and be like, I I will need this back when I guide you through the woods. But if you need it for collateral, if the, if this will help us get boots for this person, this little boy that we've just met, this is what I'm willing to do for you. Wow, the lengths you would go to. I is very compassionate. Very, very compassionate. Yeah, I, I really like that. So I'm going to actually give you an adventure point for that. Oh. So for our listeners, adventure points can be used to increase or obtain more abilities. They kind of function like a combination of inspiration and XP from D&D. So Bootman nods to you and takes the dagger carefully with both hands. His googly eyes don't really look any different, but he does gasp in awe. This adventure I will take, and you may have your pick of shoes. Perfect. And we'll, we'll be back. I think you would look to Stone Cold... Stone Cold Betty be like, I, th- I think the smaller ones, and maybe not the bigger ones. Yeah, I think that's good. I used to know how to sew up a pair of boots back in, when I was a hundred years old, but it's been a long time since then. So let's let's get rustling on over because we got a lot of work ahead of us. Sounds good. Yeah, and as you exit the hat store, you hear Bootman calling out, and do keep your promise. Oh. I intend to. So, but we're going to pan back to, back in time as well, to our dearest Bronin and Apollo and Brian, who's fiddling his thumbs and just, well, not so much fiddling his thumbs, but like kind of holding the hat that was provided to him by Stone Cold to his chest and just kind of cradling it. And that's why you need to know the history of the land of Bench. See, it started out years before as... The Great Ottoman Empire, and it it changed to the bench. And that, my friends, is the story of the history of the land. Excellently well told, Bronan. Thank you. Uh, yes, and, and you see, you see the importance of of democracy, of, of discussion, of discourse uh, between uh, two persons or two groups. Uh, this is exactly what your land is in need of, no? Huzzah! Yeah, yeah, honestly, he's he's just nodding and saying, yeah, like the whole time he's just been nodding and saying, yeah. But as as you ending your tale is when the doors to the tavern open up and you see the familiar faces, the faces of Stone Cold and Walnut entering as well. All right. How did it go? Really well. Walnut is just really rustling up some metaphorical grub here because we got some really nice boots for our little pal, Brian. Here you go. Actually, Walnut, why don't you present the boots? Yeah, he walks over. Here you are, Brian. Uh, it, it seems like we have a, a somewhat of a journey ahead of us, and we can't have any of our feet hurt because that would just slow us down, and we need to do this quickly. It would be bad for our souls. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is wailing and crying as he takes the shoes. I'm allergic to shoes. Oh, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tears of joy, I should clarify. Crying as he puts the shoes on. He looks up to you all and says, they, 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 they feel so good. Is this what shoes are supposed to feel like? Oh, um, how do they feel? Not painful and sharp. Uh, that is how shoes are supposed to feel. What were the shoes you owned before? What, they, were, they were shoes given to me by the village elder. Hmm. I see. Hmm. We shall have to examine the shoemaking abilities of this town upon arrival. Well, let, let us let us head that way then, shall we? It's 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 a whole five days, a night, set sunset thing. He he says as he holds up nine fingers again. Hmm. Okay, so next lesson, counting. Well, lead the way, Brian. He frantically nods, and we kind of pan out as he leads you out, and then like basically fails to open the door a few times before finally opening it the right way around and then exiting, um, followed by you all. I don't know why you got him to lead the way, but... (laughs) Does he have any, like, 
visible like head wounds or like it, it seems yeah. like are we just ignoring like the axe coming out of his head or something like <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh this we can we can solve this for you <laughs> friend um. so we're gonna fast forward through travel but going northwards i'm gonna go around and tell me one thing that you notice in your travels just going around or one thing that happens or anything any particular thing of note that you as your character feels like if you were telling the story to you know somebody else afterwards ah uh, well well i would like to spend most of the time traveling trying to teach brian how to count now how successful am i we'll soon find out um, okay please, why don't you roll me to see how successful you are and while you're rolling let's go to shane <laughs> But as we get further and further north, I, I notice there's a great change in the weather. Not normal change, where, where you would expect, you know, slight variations in getting warmer or getting cooler. But all of a sudden, almost, it feels like within half a day, it, it goes from, you know, tepid temperatures to incredibly cold. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very chilly now. Almost like we went from the spring to the winter. Just like that song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What did you roll? I in? rolled an eight. You rolled an eight. Yes. Ryan wouldn't know what that was. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Either Brian learns how to count to ten but only in reverse order, or Brian learns how to count to five in correct order. <laughs> I'm going to choose count to five in correct order. <laughs> At least that's some progress. You you did it, but now he doesn't know how many nights he spent coming south because he's like, oh, it's no. clearly not five. Because oh, no. I know what five is now. <laughs> uh, no, no, we haven't. We no. Uh, don't worry about that. Let's just start with the finger counting, okay? We got to five. That's a big achievement. <laughs> Very good job, Brian. And now you're you're stuck trying to convince him that, you know, counting with one hand going up to five is not the same thing as the other hand because he thinks it's five five instead of like oh, no. something like that. <laughs> he's, he's having a hard time wrapping his head around like the hands being different, you know? Mm-hmm. Are we sure that they didn't just kick him out and told him he had a mission? Cause... <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where they're from. We don't know their people. We'll find out. Yeah. Let them be free. Let them root and shoot. <laughs> Toot away. Toot away. Toot away. <laughs> so, Walnut? I think Walnut would, being a nature boy, 3000, I think Walnut would do his best to either make a map or just remember. Like, like we're, we're not really know, we don't really know where we're going, but I want to be able to get us all back in a hurry if we, if we need to. So like either some sort of like leaving markers or some sort of just like, okay, we passed that peak several hours ago. So we have to at least keep going way past that. Like just using the nature skills to try to be able to retrace their steps. That, that is what he is going to be focusing on in case this goes belly up. Yeah, so I imagine you'll be like over your book writing down like notes about like what to, what's looking on and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. And last but not least, Stone Cold. Of course. Yeah. Well, I, I just really love sitting around the campfire every night with y'all and, and playing my harmonica and teaching you my favorite tunes that I grew up listening to, doing some call and responses, building some, some friendships over here, um, teaching Brian a little bit about music. Of course. <laughs> He's going to be so well educated. Yeah, he, he, he definitely catches on with music more so than the numbers. And now he can count to four. So one. <laughs> oh yeah, he can do the beats. Yeah. So he he tells you that he knows a total of five different songs as well. Although he he knows more, but that's as high as you can count. So he's kind of like, I know five. I know five five oh. songs. <laughs> so, after what seems like nine to ten nights of traveling, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> You all arrive before this relatively large arid plains stretching out before you. 
Puffs of dry, dusty green patches littered through the plains, tumbleweeds and smatterings of thin trees being the only green things that bring colour to this otherwise yellow and brown expanse before you. Like, think of the Mojave Desert. That's kind of kind of the vibe you're getting here. Mm. <laughs> it's my home, baby. Yeah, yeah, but it's a bit greener than the plains that you're familiar with. It's better than nothing, certainly, but not the same either. And further in, as you follow the directions of the still-confused Brian, he leads you to what looks like, from the outside, a really homely town. You see many houses, smoke coming out of chimneys. It's quite rustic, houses made of wattle and daub, brick as well. There's a large church-like building to one side and a few larger buildings like towers made of stone scattered about as well. Even though you're looking down from a large hill, even at this distance, you can actually see the center, the the center square of the town. You see a large crowd gathered there. Well, two large crowds, in fact. Brian, what can you tell us about what we're seeing here? Who, who, why are there two groups of these people? His eyes are wide and he looks to you, Bronin, and he says with a very trembling voice, War! Uh-oh. What war lies awaiting in this town? How will they react to the presence of our unorthodox gang? And, most importantly, will Brian ever learn to count to ten? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dolls to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time. Keep your towels at the ready.